to the Feed You podcast, giving you the real scoop on raising your business to new heights. Expert education, inspiration, and motivation to fuel your purpose, your passion, and your profits. Here's your host, Elisa Connor. Hello, hello. Welcome to the Feed You Podcast. I'm Elisa Connor and I'm your host and I'm so grateful you're here. Thanks so much for joining me every week on the Feed You Podcast. If this is your first time visiting, welcome, welcome. And I am so grateful that you found me. I am always looking for feedback from my listeners and from those of you who engage with me. The best way to connect with me is over on Instagram. You can find me at Elisa M. Connor. Come on over, send me a direct message and let me know, you know, what you're enjoying about the about the Feed You podcast, what you want to see featured. And if you know of anybody that needs to be interviewed or that would make a good addition to an interview on the show, I'd love to know that too. So this week, I want to start off with a story. I am getting ready to deliver a presentation, a live presentation, and I don't do a lot of those um, as much anymore. I'm starting to move in that direction again. And I think part of it is because I've just been revamping some of the offerings and things that I have in my business and just kind of doing a little bit of restructuring. I've been doing a lot of one-on-one client-based work and just kind of thinking about where I wanted to go. And so I'm going to be doing a speaking engagement. And if you're like me, you spend a lot of time behind the scenes on your computer. You don't necessarily have a speaking wardrobe. Well, unbeknownst to me, I am not a fashion diva. Uh, apparently we are taking a trip straight back to the eighties when it comes to fashion. Now, I don't know about you. I don't know if you've been long around long enough to have lived through the eighties the first time, but I wasn't a huge fan of eighties fashion in the eighties. So I'm definitely not a huge fan of fashion in the eighties, eighties now that the eighties have passed. Anyway, long story short, I went shopping I went to several stores. I went to the mall and I went to find shoes, none of which happened. I was extremely disenfranchised by my offerings in local stores. So of course, like any good shopper, I went online. Now I'm an Amazon girl. I don't shop. I just go buy what I need and I move on. So I'm pretty used to the Amazon user experience. It's easy. You find what you want. You move on. They give you suggestions. They have got it down to a T. Well, let me tell you, their clothing competition needs a little help. I went on to several different websites and some of them were good. Some of them were horrible. You couldn't find what you needed. There was too much messaging. They wanted you to sign up for things before you even had a chance to shop. It was beyond annoying. My user experience with those companies was forever tarnished by their horrible experience. So that leads me to where are you when it comes to user experience? When you take a good look at your website, Is it easy to maneuver? Can people find what they want to find quickly, easily? Are you answering one of their problems with a solution immediately? Like right off the cuff, when they're coming to a blog post, are you giving them what they want right then and there? Or do they have to go hunt and peck around? Think through that. A lot of people create their website because they want it to look the way they want it to look and it's all about them. Well, that's not helping you get any more customers, is it? So I want you to take a look at your website and really evaluate it from the perspective of your customer or your prospect. Now I have people that I talk to on a regular basis that come from another school of thought where they don't even have a website. It's not a priority. They don't have the money to put into it. They're spending all their time on Facebook Live. They're spending all their time on Instagram. They're spending all their time on Snapchat. The reality is you have to make a website the central hub of your business or you're not going to be in business. None of those other platforms belong to you. None of those other platforms do you have ownership in, which means Facebook, LinkedIn, Snapchat, all those other companies can change the rules at any time and get rid of all of your content. Where would you be then? Not only that, but they don't necessarily offer you the ability to directly sell your products and services. Your website does enable you to do that. So with that in mind, I wanted to create a resource for you with this episode and a download 
that gives you the breakdown of five different platforms. Some are easier to use, some have more functionality, some have complete functionality and customization, and some are specifically for e-commerce products. Meaning if you're wanting to sell a product, not just a service or several products, I have some solutions for you. So without further ado, I have created a download for you for this episode because there's so much information. I wanted to be sure that you had a resource you could reference. You can get that resource by going to elisaconnor.com forward slash 023. That's because this is already episode 23. I can't believe it. So excited. Again, I've created that resource for you and you can find it by going to elisaconnor.com forward slash 023. Let's get started. So I've reviewed the, these five platforms for you and a lot of them have similar features. So I've tried to just pull out the ones that are a little bit different for you instead of harping on the ones that are the same. The platforms I reviewed were Squarespace, which I'm sure you're aware of Squarespace. They have beautiful templates and create beautiful websites. Wix, if you haven't heard of Wix, just go over to YouTube and watch a couple videos. They advertise about every three or four videos. They have celebrities as their advertising spokespeople. You can't miss them. One of the surprising contenders for this research that I didn't really know a lot about and I was su pleasantly surprised is Weebly. I'm gonna go into the details of Weebly, but they actually offer a pretty good version of customization and some features. Pricing is a little bit higher, but as I said, you need to invest a little bit in your business if you want to reap the rewards. My personal favorite is WordPress. I've built WordPress websites for the last 10 years and I will continue to build WordPress. There are a few downfalls with WordPress only because of the learning curve, but we'll talk about those a little bit further down the line. And last but not least, I featured Shopify. And I chose Shopify because of their very robust, robust and strong ability to implement an online store and e-commerce solutions for people wanting to sell products online. That being said, I reviewed each of these platforms in different context. I talk about cost, ease of use, who the platform is best suited for, some of the different features their performance as far as SEO, how they can be customized, if at all, and some of the not so good negative effects of using that platform, their customer support, whether or not they offer a free trial or a version, and how difficult it is to move from that platform once you've adopted it. Before you choose a platform, I wanna caution you. I want you to take a few minutes and I want you to just kind of sketch out in a general outline where you want to be in say the next one, three or five years. And why I want you to do that is because if you're on a platform or you're choosing a platform, I want you to be aware, at least in a general sense of where you want to go. Because the last thing I want you to do is choose a website platform and in six months have to move everything and pay someone to help you do it. It can be costly, it can be time consuming, and it can be frustrating. Rather than have you choose the wrong platform now, I'd rather have you map out a little bit, you know, where you are now, where you wanna go, and what you think the next three to five years will look like as far as online presence. So let's take an example. If you're a restaurant and you're a local restaurant, and even if you're going to include another chain, you're likely going to want local traffic. You're not going to have to do a whole lot of organic content creation. You may change your menu up. You may do some organic content creation, but you're not going to need to scale because you're not gonna have a membership. You're not going to be constantly creating downloads or landing pages. And you're not gonna necessarily need a very robust email solution. So you would be better off you know, choosing a, a not so expandable offer or a platform. Whereas if you have a website now and you're continuing to build an online following and you're wanting to build an online business with a membership site and um, learning programs and all of those sorts of things, 
you likely are going to need a bigger, more robust solution. Be aware of that. It doesn't have to take you a lot of time. Take five or 10 minutes and just kind of sketch out, I'm here now, I wanna be here in five years. And it's gonna help you as we walk through these platforms to choose the right one. Let's start with Squarespace. Squarespace does, does offer a free trial. It's only 14 days. So my caution to you is if you're going to sign up for the free trial, don't sign up and then forget about it. Sign up, get in there when you have some time and play with it. I would recommend going and trying several of these just to see which one works best for the way you learn and operate and move with technology. There is no right or wrong. Just choose the one that feels best for you and is best for your business. But some of the free trials are limited. So if you're going to try it, just make sure that you are engaged in trying it and testing out all of the features that would be relevant to you and your business. So don't sign up, forget about it for a week and a half and then go, oh, because you'll have to start either get a new email address, they will track it. So sign up for the trial and implement it right away. Once that free trial is over, your pricing will range anywhere between $16 and $46 a month. Typically, these platforms will include a year of your domain free. Now, your domain, for those of you that aren't aware, is the name of your website. So if you're going to have a website, www.alisaconnor.com, that's a personalized domain. If you have a website that's www.facebook.com forward slash Sally Sue, that is not personalized to anyone but Facebook. So be aware of that. No matter what platform you're on, you're going to have to pay for that domain every year. Now, don't freak out. It's not like it's a ton of money. It's like $15 a year. And then if you add on some additional security, depending on what platform you're on, which I'll get to in a few minutes, it could be closer to like $40 a year, 40 or $45. So not a huge investment in the scheme of things. Squarespace will include that yearly domain fee for the first year only. So plan on paying that every year that you stay on Squarespace in addition to the monthly fee. Every single one of these platforms with the exception of WordPress gives you the option to pay that fee in advance and you do get a price break. I caution you on that only in the sense that make sure you really like the platform. Otherwise you're paying for a platform that you don't necessarily love and you've gotta go then move to another platform and pay them. Sometimes it's better to go month to month till you really get a feel for it and make sure it's gonna work for what you want it to do and then you can upgrade and pay for the year. It's always gonna be cheaper to pay for the year in advance, regardless of what hosting you choose to go with. Now, hosting may be a foreign word to you too, so let me stop a minute and talk about what hosting is. Hosting, the domain is the name of your website. So it's that www. The hosting is the actual house where your website lives. So all of your files and all of your images and all of your content and everything that you create on your website has to live somewhere. It has to live on a server. All of these solutions that I'm providing to you have their own hosting with the exception of WordPress. And we'll talk about that when we get to WordPress. So when you're paying Squarespace, part of the fee that you're paying is for them to host your information so that when people come to your website domain, the information you have plugged into that can populate from somewhere. The next category I wanna talk about with Squarespace is ease of use. So Squarespace was created to be fairly simple to use. You do need to have a little bit of technical know-how in order to move around in it. There is, it's basically a drag and drop environment. You go and you drag whatever component or element you want from the sidebar, which is the side of the website, and pull it onto the page where you want it to be. Now, when I say it's easy to create, it is easy to create a website. They have beautiful templates. They are probably one of the top websites for design out there. 
However, that being said, they don't give you a lot of ability to customize it. So what you get with the template is what you get. You're not gonna have the ability to change it much. Just be aware of that because if you are wanting to add customizations or you want your opt-in to be in a certain place, if it isn't set up that way in the template, you're not going to be able to change that. Squarespace is coming from the perspective of trying to offer you everything as an all-in-one solution. When I was doing the research for this, I did see that they are offering a beta program for their marketing solution. Now, I always have the opinion that if you're trying to do everything, you can't really do anything well. Now, they've hired some really good designers for Squarespace, but be aware that when you're implementing all of their features, you may not get exactly what you want. As far as ease of use, they've also made it really easy for you to move forward with adding images to your website. A lot of times you have to go out and research and you don't know which, which images to pay for and you don't know where to find images. They've partnered with Getty Images, which is one of the top image providers for stock photography on the web. They've partnered with them and you can purchase images directly through your Squarespace login for $10 an image. It's a pretty decent rate. So if that's something that's important to you and you don't have your own personalized images, it'll be easy for you to go find images to plug into your site and go. Last but not least, they have a really great feature of creating responsive pages. Now, if you aren't aware of responsive design, it's really important because most people are coming to your website from a mobile device. I think the, uh, the percentage I last read was around 85% will start their search on their mobile device for whatever product or service they're looking for. That being said, you need to be aware of how your website is appearing on phones, tablets, and laptops. They make it really easy with Squarespace to make sure that all of those different environments are showing a website that is easy for people to navigate and get around in. So who is Squarespace for? Well, in my opinion, it's for anyone who wants a really beautiful website that they don't wanna to have to fuss with. It's a great platform for people that love that beautiful, clean look. Most of their designs are very clean, they're very easy, and they're just, you just plug and play. So if you want a website that's up quickly and you have a little bit of technical know-how, this is a great platform for you. You find that a lot of creators, or I'm sorry, creatives, online stores that are smaller, and um, even some bloggers and podcasters will use Squarespace. There's, they have lots of different opportunities um, for smaller entrepreneurial type businesses. However, they also have a couple of limitations. We'll get to those in, in a couple minutes. Some of their best features are you can actually schedule your blog in advance. This isn't a feature that you can often find in some of these platforms that are made to build or build, built to go. Um, the other nice thing about that is that if you have somebody on your team, like a virtual assistant, you can give them permission to access the blog portion of your website and they can go post blogs for you. You can also change your template anytime. Now, if you're changing your template, be aware that some of the components you have in your old template may not transfer exactly if you change to a new template. However, they do make it easy for you to change your mind about the look and feel of your website. They include an SSL with every plan. Why is that important? An SSL stands for a secure socket layer. And that is basically a license provided by a website provider that protects any information coming in or going out of the website. It's a requirement by Google, but it's also peace of mind for your end user. It's highly recommended that you have an SSL. If you don't have a lock next to your domain name on your website, you don't have an SSL, which means your content is not secure and people are becoming aware of that security, including Google, and they are penalizing you in search rankings. So be sure that you have an SSL regardless of who you're with. Security for your website is controlled by Squarespace 
which is nice because it offers you peace of mind. However, be aware that because Squarespace is becoming more popular, they're also becoming more vulnerable to hacking. So you can be hacked regardless if they're controlling the security or not. Just be aware they, they take care of it, but there are, there are always exceptions to the rule. One of the nicest features of Squarespace is that it enables you to look at your website and make changes and see them immediately. You don't have to go to another screen. You don't have to wonder what it's going to look like, save it, and then go to your website. You can see it all right there. That makes it really nice if you're not necessarily a designer and you're wanting to see your changes in real time. Let's talk about SEO. If you need a refresher on SEO, to check out my episode with Mike Michelson, and it's episode 018, and I'll link to it in the show notes. He will give you the inside scoop about SEO. It's basically how Google and other people that search for your website find your website organically. So it's important that we talk about SEO. When it comes to Squarespace, you don't have a lot of control over your SEO. It's definitely not as powerful as some of the other platforms out there. And unfortunately, it's not very friendly to beginners. You do have some control, a little bit of control over SEO, but it may not be the best option for you if you're wanting to be found for organic content and organic search results. Organic meaning free. When it comes to customization, this is where Squarespace falls short, in my opinion. You really don't have a lot of customization options. You have what you have and you get what you get. So if you're going to go with Squarespace, just be sure that you have a template you really like and that you're not gonna wanna add a bunch of custom features or options or ways to move your business forward. If you need those, you need to look at a different platform. You don't have any access to your code, so you can't change anything, including making your website go faster and you can't add any additional features. The other big downfall that I found with Squarespace is you don't have the ability to customize your URL. What makes it really nice, what makes customizing your URL really nice is that if you're offering a download like I am, you can change your URL to match whatever it is. So for example, mine is alisaconnor.com forward slash 023. If I was on Squarespace, it would be a really long piece of code they created, and I would have to use that to get to that page. It can be inconvenient, and it's not as easy to share that information on a resource like this or say a video when you can't customize that piece of information. Another downfall is that they only um, allow two levels of menu, meaning if you have a dropdown, you can only go down one more level. So you have your main menu and then you can have one dropdown level. If you wanted to go further down from that, so if you had a menu item called books and then you wanted to break it down by fiction, nonfiction, etc you couldn't go any further than that. You couldn't go into fiction and then female writers. You would be stuck with fiction and then you'd have to create a page and go from there. So if having a more robust menu is important to you, this probably isn't a good solution for you either. Some last pieces. Squarespace does not support any type of newsletter and they do offer an e-commerce option, but it is really pricey and very limited. There are better e-commerce solutions out there. As far as customer support, they do offer excellent customer support 24-7. They have multiple tutorials, webinars, a knowledge center. You can get email support. So they have a lot of support available. They also offer a free trial, 14 days. So make sure that you, if you're going to sign up for it, go get your 14 days in. The last and final downfall, I think, of this and most of the other platforms is that if you ever wanted to move to a different platform, say you started on Squarespace and you're like, oh, I want to move here. It is really difficult to move your website to another platform once you're integrated on Squarespace without paying someone to just completely redesign it. You may be able to pull some of your information, 
that as far as having the look, feel, or functionality of what you have on Squarespace, it isn't gonna be possible. Let's look at our second option. So you've heard of Wix, everyone's heard of Wix if you've been on YouTube for anything because they advertise like crazy. Wix actually offers a free version of their platform. Of course, there's a caveat to the free version as there often is. And I wanna make you aware of that caveat because on doing some research, it became apparent that part of the free version also extends to some of the paid versions. Latest pricing that I saw was that it starts at free and goes up to $25 a month. As with Squarespace, you will have to pay for your domain if you want a personalized domain. You also, with the free account, will have Wix advertising on your website. There will be Wix ads, you cannot remove them unless you have a paid account. I personally don't think it's a good practice to be in to advertise someone else's business on your website unless you're getting paid by them. So keep that in mind. The other items that will determine your price are how much bandwidth, meaning speed, and information you need to store. Obviously, if you're uploading a regular video or audio or a larger file like that, you are going to be paying for more bandwidth and storage and they will just automatically bill you for it because they have to pay for that space on their server. So just be aware of that. And that would be similar to any of these platforms. As far as ease of use, again, Wix is really easy to use. In fact, I think it's even easier to use than Squarespace. You can easily drag templates up and down, left and right. There are over 300 templates to choose from. The only downfall I found is that sometimes if you drag an element over onto the page, it may not end up exactly where you want it to be and it can be cumbersome to get rid of it. Overall, it's very easy to use. Who is Wix for? Ideally, it's for small businesses like restaurants, online, some limited on, small online stores, um, service-based businesses. I wouldn't necessarily create an e-commerce solution or a blogging solution on Wix, but it would work well for a local business or a small business. So some of the features of Wix that are a little bit different than the ones that we just talked about with Squarespace, because there are a lot that are carried across all of these platforms. The big one is that it includes the ability to animate different objects and text on your website. Now, don't get crazy with the animations because it's really annoyed, annoying to end users. None of the other platforms that I researched allow you to, to animate anything except for WordPress, and we'll get to that in a minute. That being said, it is a different differentiator on your website. So if you wanted to animate, animate an image or an object or a form or some piece of text, you have the ability to do that. They also have an app market that allows you to add some functionality to your website. The caution piece of that app market is that it's not controlled by Wix. It's controlled by third party providers, meaning that if you have a problem with one of those apps, Wix is gonna say, good luck, go talk to the provider which can be a problem because it could corrupt your website. It could, they could not update it and then it won't work anymore. So just be aware when you're choosing an app from the market that it's from a reputable source and that you keep an eye on it and test it once in a while. Another nice feature of Wix is that they do automatic backups. And this is recommended regardless of what site you have because anything can happen. And if for some unfortunate reason, your website were to get hacked, if you have an automatic backup, it's really easy to put your site back up. Hence the word backup. Another nice feature that Wix does not share with Squarespace is that you can change your page URLs. This is really important if you're wanting to customize your pages in any way. You don't have to go by a specified code. You can add pages for different domains. 
um, different uploads, different uh, projects or events, whatever it might be. And it's easy to share them just like I did on this podcast. Keep in mind when you're creating all of those different downloads and things that typically those are a separate page. When you add too many pages to one of these website providers, including Wix, it can slow down your site. So just be aware of that when you're choosing a provider. Let's talk about SEO. Again, Wix is sort of in the same space as Squarespace. They don't have great SEO. They don't want to give you a lot of functionality in that area because they're trying to provide a quick and easy implementable solution, which means they can't do everything well. There's no possible way to do that, just like you and your business. You can't do everything well, which is why you focus on your area of expertise. Who the SEO is great for is anybody that has a local business who relies a lot on word of mouth, restaurants, hairdressers, dry cleaners, people that have those local businesses that just wanna be found by customers or customer referrals. If you're wanting to create a name for yourself online, Wix is not the place to go. There's not a lot of opportunity for you to add SEO to be found for your content. So just be aware of that. Again, there's not a whole lot you can do with customization as far as adding functionality. Their app market is limited. They have three, they have far fewer apps than say WordPress. So Be aware that what you get and what you have in there in the app market is what you have. You can't continue to add functionality and additional things that you might want to add to your website. So if you're wanting to add a specified lead page or track a lead page for your automation, you may not be able to do that. If you have a certain website or email service provider, they may not work with Wix. So do your research, try out the free trial to begin with, and make sure that all of the things that you need on your website will work with Wix before you purchase a plan. Customer support is again included, and they have lots of support options. Now, as far as moving your platform as you grow, this is probably the biggest downfall for Wix, is you cannot move your content to another platform. They have a lot of security um, things in place and basically everything I've read has said, if it's on Wix, it's staying on Wix. They're not gonna let you move it. So be aware of that. If you're on Wix and you're on it for uh, a little bit of, you know, the, the long haul, great. But if you are planning on moving in a year, three years or five years, you're gonna have a heck of a time. Let's talk about some of the other downfalls of Wix. Again, you're limited to two levels of navigation. We talked about that. They do not include any type of email. You have to use an external email provider. So if you want an email that is your name at your domain, you have to use an external email service provider for that, like G Suite. So. G Suite is the business version of Gmail, which enables you to have your name at your domain for an email. Just be aware of that. It's not as though you have your own domain on a different server and you can create those emails for yourself or multiple emails. I'm not gonna get into that, but just be aware of it. Wix is also not great for larger sites or e-commerce. They have some limitations as far as how many pages you can create. And they are definitely, they're in, they say they're in the e-commerce space and it would be fine if you had say a restaurant and you were going to want, you were wanting to sell t-shirts and mugs, you would be fine. But if you're wanting to add multiple products and multiple levels of products, Wix is not the solution for you. They have some limitations with their blog. They don't have language uh, capabilities in all countries. And if you wanna have any kind of ability to capture email information or lead information, that is a paid feature. 
So that is Wix. Our next category is Weebly. Weebly, I would say, is the next step up from Wix. They have quite a bit of functionality, quite a bit of customization, and it's also pretty easy to use. In fact, I think it's probably the easiest builder to use on the market. Let's start with pricing. They also offer a free version and go up to around $45 a month. Again, you don't get a personalized domain with a free version, and you also have ads from Weebly on the free version. They have to pay for it some way. Be aware of that. I do not recommend the free version on any of these, just as a caveat. Pay for at least the minimum investment so that you can have your own domain and you can have uh, the ads removed. That being said, you will have to pay for your domain every year, just as you would with Squarespace and Wix. So as I said, it's easy to use. They have a lot of templates and they are also responsive to all mobile devices. Who is it for? This is probably the next step in the pie. It's for more small to medium businesses. You can run an e-commerce store and it's definitely a plus for anybody that's doing a blog that includes video or audio. They have an embeddable player for audio and video files. And that's the, the one feature that is significantly different than the past two platforms that we've talked about. They also have res um, responsive themes and offer a similar app center as Wix. So you can expand your website and add in some additional functionality. You can also manage your team members just as you could on Squarespace so that they can post on your blog. Another significant differentiator between the other two platforms we talked about is you can actually run a membership area on Weebly. I didn't go into the membership component of this because it is a paid area, but if you're looking toward moving your business into a membership type business, it may be worthwhile checking into their membership area offering. They have the ability to handle larger websites and e-commerce. So again, if you're wanting to create separate pages for all of your downloads and opt-ins and all of the other components of running an online business, you're much more likely to find Weebly a better solution than some of the other, the other two platforms that we talked about. Another significant um, difference for Weebly is that you have unlimited navigation levels as long as you're on a pro level account. Meaning if you want a menu that has five or six levels, you can do that. They also recently partnered with Square, the payment processor for e-commerce, meaning that it's easy for you to implement payment solutions for products and services if you already have a Square account, or you can easily sign up for a Square account and just connect it quickly and easily to your Weebly account. As far as SEO, we are back to a situation where you can't change your URL structure. So just like Squarespace, if you want a personalized URL, Weebly doesn't offer it. So you're seeing there are some pros and some cons. They do, however, offer image compression which is really a big deal when it comes to speed. If you have really big images on your website because you either don't know how to optimize them, they aren't the right sizes, or you don't know how to make them the right size, this could be a good feature for you because Google will penalize you if your images aren't compressed or small enough and it takes too long to load them for your users. They also offer what are called 301 redirects. So if you go you're, you have someone go to a page and that page is no longer there. It gives you the ability to redirect that traffic to say your home page. Google really doesn't like it when people go to empty pages or go to error pages. So this is really important for SEO. As far as creating SEO in your content, Typically you have the option to go from 
H1 through H5 for headings, and they're all different sizes. That's really what that means. H1 is the largest, H2 is the second largest, and on down the line. Weebly limits you to H2 headings. Google prefers H1 through H5. Just be aware of it. Just be aware that they have that limitation. Your blog on Weebly actually has some pretty good functionality as far as SEO. You can add some terms, you can add um, alt images or alt image descriptions, and you can add some organic SEO in there. So it's definitely a step above Wix when it comes to SEO. As far as customization, again, you don't have a lot of customization. You have a little bit more than you had with Wix and definitely more than Squarespace, but still you're gonna have to have what you have. And so determining what you must have on your website and what you want to be able to customize is gonna be really important before you choose any of these platforms. So let's talk about some of the things that are not so great about Weebly. If you have a multilingual site, you need to have a site that appears in English and Spanish, say. There is some difficulty in translation. Some of the characters aren't gonna translate and it may not appear exactly the way you want it to appear in each language. Just be aware of it. If you're in a different country listening to this, you may want to go in and just test it in your native language and make sure that it is doing what you want it to do and looks the way you want it to look. Again, you have to pay for your email separately. There is no email included with a Weebly site. You also don't have control over your design. You have to stick with what their templates are and you have um, some functionality to add from the App Store. If you wanna scale your website to have some functionality that some of the other websites you've seen online have, as far as being more technical or adding different features, if they're not available in the App Store, you're not gonna be able to add them. And you can only go so far when you have technology that you don't have control over. They do have great customer support at multiple levels. Obviously the support level goes up with whatever pricing you're gonna pay them. If you're gonna pay them the top um, $45 a month, then you will likely have phone support. If you are not and you're at one of the lower levels, just be aware that you're probably going to have to use chat, email, or one of their online resources for customer support. We determine they have a free version. It does include ads and um, not a personalized domain. So just be aware of that. Now, as far as moving your platform, this is a differentiator between the other two. You can move your platform. Will it be easy? No. Will you need help from a professional? More than likely. Again, be aware of where you are, where you're going and where you want to be before you set everything up on here. You can do it. So if you're, you know, you're thinking, oh, for the next three to four years, this is a perfect solution for me. Just be aware as technology changes, things get easier and easier, and it won't be a huge problem for you to move it as long as you hire someone who understands both platforms, the one that you're on and the one that you're moving to. Next, I wanna talk about sh Shopify. Shopify is a very specific platform for e-commerce. So if you're building a business that you are selling products and services, Shopify is likely the best solution for you to run that specific part of your business. If you're wanting to sell, say, um, I had a previous client who sold spices. If you're wanting to run a business that you're selling spices, and you don't have to worry about shipping rates and you don't have to worry about tax and you don't have to worry about payments, Shopify offers an all-in-one solution. So it's really great if you have a lot of products or services that you're selling and you're really in that e-commerce space. Now with that in mind, their pricing affects that. So their lowest option for pricing is $29 a month and it goes all the way up to $300 and even beyond. There are also limitations when it comes to that pricing as far as processing fees. So typically if you're selling a product online, you're used to paying credit card processing. 
when you're on a site like Shopify or even Weebly or Wix, they're going to charge you a processing fee on top of that credit card processing fee, dependent on what level of monthly service you are paying for. Just be aware of that because it can be surprising. Instead of paying 3% for credit card processing, you could be paying a total of 6% processing. That would include the 3% processing from one of your payment processors like Stripe or PayPal, in addition to the 3% processing fee charged by your website provider. I'm only bringing it up because I don't want you to be land blasted by fees that you weren't aware of when you start selling products online. Shopify is very easy to use. You can probably build your shop website in about a day or less, depending on your technical abilities. It's very easy to just click everything you want to be on the site and be off and running. It is definitely for those people that are interested in creating an online or e-commerce store environment. And they have a lot of different themes and varieties, as well as the ability to build your own theme or purchase a theme and upload it from a certified Shopify template creator. They have at least 170 themes and all of their themes are mobile responsive and ready to use on any device that they're pulled up on. You have full access to any of the coding which is really different from any of the other competitors that we've talked about. If you need to make changes or you need to hire someone to make coding changes, you have the ability to do that on Shopify. They also have a large number of apps that are both paid and free in their app market to add functionality such as email integration and additional payment processing. They include things such as inventory management, coupons, discount codes, tracking uh, order and shipment and um, processing of product so that you know what's moving and what's not moving. You know what's selling, what's not selling so that you can modify and make changes. They do have a very limited blog function, however. One of their biggest hiccups is that you do not have the ability, again, to customize your URLs. This is really a sticking point for me because I think it's so important for you to be able to customize your URL if you're sending someone to buy, say, a specific site or specific candle scent. If you can't send them to banana cream pie, you have to send them to a weird URL. That makes it really hard for you to promote that without putting a long piece of code for, that people have to remember. You can do some customization, but it can also be really difficult if you don't understand coding or you don't have someone that can help you with the coding piece of it. They do not offer multi-language stores as a standard feature. So if you're selling products and services and you need it to be in two different languages, you might wanna investigate the language situation a little bit further. They definitely charge transaction fees, I talked about that in the beginning a little bit. Um, just be aware of what those transaction fees are and also be aware of what level you sign up for as far as monthly subscription. Because if you're processing a lot, you can get the processing fee down to much lower or even zero, depending on what level you're willing to invest monthly. But you have to be selling enough product to justify that. It's definitely not as expandable for larger stores. So if you're a store that has thousands and thousands of products, you probably need to look at a more customized solution. It is definitely on the, on the higher end when it comes to pricing. So be aware of that. You really need to be in that e-commerce space and making a pretty good profit in order to justify the expense of paying for Shopify on a monthly basis. They do have 24 seven support and they also offer a 14 day trial. Again, if you're gonna do the trial, get in there, try it out because once the 14 days is up, they want you to buy. As far as moving your platform, they really don't give you a whole lot of option to move from that platform. 
So if you're going to invest your time, money, and energy into a online store platform, I would recommend that you want to stay there for a while. It's great for smaller stores, smaller scale e-commerce, and it, I've seen people do really well with it. I wanna end our comparison. This has been a lot of information with my all-time favorite. I am a huge fan of WordPress. I love that it gives you custom ability. You can control every piece of it. The investment for WordPress really is zero. Of course, you have to pay for hosting and you have to pay for your domain name, but we've talked about that with every platform. You have to pay for that regardless. Hosting, typically, I recommend people use SiteGround. I have a resource um, link in my show notes for SiteGround, I investigated several different uh, hosting platforms and I really like SiteGround because they offer a lot of bonus features for free. They also um, create backups of your site regularly so that you don't necessarily have to rely on an external source to do that. And if you were to be hacked, they can go back and pull the most recent non-hacked version of your website and get it back up. Of course, it's gonna depend on what level you invest in, but typically the middle of the road level is about $6 a month to start with their promotional code. And they offer the ability for you to sign up for up to three years with that pricing. And then it goes up to, I think, $15 a month. So either way, you're gonna be paying less a month for your WordPress site. Also, let's go into kind of the biggest negative for WordPress. It definitely has a learning curve. It's definitely not drag and drop. And there are some tools that make it a little easier for you to create your website in a more drag and drop environment. But just be aware it's not intuitively a drag and drop templated website creator. WordPress runs on a platform that implements themes. They have hundreds and probably thousands of themes that are free. Another caveat with that is that if you're using a free theme, everybody on the internet has access to that code. So you better be protecting your site with some sort of security. Better yet, purchase a theme. They're not that expensive and it gives you that extra layer of protection in creating your website with code that is not necessarily available to everyone. Learning WordPress is definitely a challenge, but it's not impossible. And there are, I use a company called Elegant Themes and a builder called Divi that make it much easier. There are additional builders out there that enable you to build on WordPress. So why would you wanna build on WordPress? Who is it for? WordPress currently powers over 33% of the sites on the internet. That's of this year. It keeps raising, that number keeps rising every year. Um, why? Because it is the most customizable, expandable, and scalable platform out there. It is 11 times more popular or more implementable than any other website building platform out there, 11 times. So Joomla, which was right below uh, WordPress as far as platforms, was at 3%. WordPress is at 33%. Some examples of websites that are built on WordPress. Thewhitehouse.gov is built on WordPress. Sony Music, The New York Times, Walt Disney, Beyonce built her site on web, well, she didn't, but Beyonce's site is on WordPress and so is Will Wheaton's. Those are just a few. What's really nice about WordPress is you can start small and you can scale to as big as you want. You can add any functionality you want. They have over 55,000 different plugins that are created to build the website of your dreams or start where you are now and go to wherever you wanna go you really can dream it. Whatever you dream, you can build. You have unlimited menus, unlimited look and feel, 
unlimited functionality. Those are the benefits of WordPress. You also have control 100% of your SEO, which means if you want to control the way your URLs look, you can control it. If you want to control how, how fast your site goes, you can control it. You want to control how big your images are, you can control it. You have 100% control. You have 100% customization. With that comes a steep learning curve. There's a lot to learn because there's a lot that you can do with it. It can be as easy or as simple, as simple or as hard as you want it to be. I recommend that if you're technically challenged, you probably wanna hire somebody to do, do this for you. It is not something you're gonna pick up, you know, within a day, you're not gonna have a website up. It's not that easy. There's also no organized support. They have um, an online community that offers support. It's basically other WordPress users, developers, and designers that add to the community. Yes, you can find answers. Yes, you can go watch videos and tutorials. Again, it's how you want to spend your time. It definitely requires you to back it up regularly. I recommend a couple times a week. It requires regular maintenance as all other websites do. It's just that the other platforms I discussed take care of your maintenance and security for you. When you have a WordPress site, you either need to pay someone to maintain it and take care of it, or you need to take care of it on a regular basis. When I say a regular basis, typically WordPress sites need to be updated once a week. They make so many changes to plugins and to the actual mainframe of WordPress that checking your website about once a week for updates is really important. It's not difficult to do that. Just be aware of it. They don't have a free trial because it's a free platform. You do need your own domain and your own hosting plan, and it's not wordpress.com. It's wordpress.org. Very, very different. And I wanted to make that differentiation for you. Wordpress.com is a blog site that is hosted by WordPress. That is not the website creation platform or software. You need to go to wordpress.org to download that. If you have a hosting provider like Bluehost or SiteGround or HostGator or any of those, they typically have a WordPress installer and you don't even need to go and gather that software. Moving your platform, you can easily move it to one of the other platforms However, I don't know why you would need to. It's typically the other way around. You would be taking one of the other platforms and scaling it up on WordPress. This has been a ton of information for you. And I have, again, created that download for you. It's alisaconnor.com forward slash 023 so that you have all of this in a nice and neat little table that helps you go through all the advantages, disadvantages, who the different platform is for, and it will help you choose the best platform for your business. I hope that this has been educational and informational and not too much overload, but I really wanted to give you a good understanding and a deep understanding of choosing the right platform for your business. And most importantly, choosing a platform that works for you and your level of comfort. There are a lot of choices here. And there's a lot of really good choices. Most importantly, what I want you to take away from this episode is make your website the hub of your online business. If you're not doing that, I beg of you, I plead of you, I would love to have a conversation with you about it. Make your website the place to go for people to find out and learn more about you, even if you just do a couple page website. In the future, you're not gonna have the option to not have a website. You're going to have to send people there because it, we've already seen the online world is going to a pay-to-play model. We are already there. It will only be a matter of time before that model continues to change and they continue to charge you to do things on their platform. That being said, go out and create your website. If you have any feedback or any questions, reach out to me on Instagram. I'd love to get a, a direct message from you. And you can find me at alisaconnor.com.
Next week, I have an interview with a leading entrepreneur in the accounting world. Brenda Bowen will be here talking us through all the accounting and tax tips as we head into tax season for 2019. Thanks so much for tuning in this week. It's been so great to have you here, and I look forward to seeing you next week. In the meantime, take care. This episode is being brought to you by my new master training, Pretty Doesn't Pay the Bills. If you've invested in all the aesthetics of building a brand, including picking the right fonts, picking the right colors, and creating that magazine-worthy website, yet you're still not seeing any additional traction, clients, or money in your business, this master training is built for you. In this master training, I will cover the three essentials that your brand is missing in order for you to gain the traction you need, get in front of the people you need to get in front of, turn them into paying customers, and last but not least, create the business that you love. To join me for this free training, please visit my website, alisaconnor.com forward slash pretty. I'll see you inside and I look forward to having the opportunity to share this training with you. Again, you can find the link to join the training at alisaconnor.com forward slash pretty. Thanks for listening to the Feed You Podcast at www.alisaconnor.com forward slash podcast. 